<laughs> and we're back. Okay. <laughs> My turn today. <laughs> okay. Rachel, you can't answer this because you were there. Oh. Uh, while we were at convention for Plexus back in June. Ooh, Plexus. Uh, my most favorite speaker and author was the keynote speaker. Do you, guess who it is? Oh, gosh. You talk about him all the time. My most favorite of all time. He's older. Yep. I know. <laughs> he's and he does, hilarious. And he's Very self-deprecating, books. which I love. He's written, I don't know how many books. And you talk about the books all the time. Mm-hmm. No, nope, I don't got it. I don't Are got it. Are you kidding me? I know it. It sounds you say- like something Maxwell. It sounds like it's like a coffee. It's a coffee, a cheap coffee. Yeah, somebody Maxwell. Yeah. Okay, John Maxwell. Okay. You get a point. Okay. I get half credit. You get a half. You get a half credit. I've had a rough couple <laughs> like eighty-two, be twenty-four plus. hours. <laughs> so he shared. He was the keynote speaker, and I think he's spoken at convention four or five times at something Plexus events mm-hmm. and Plexus keeps having him back because we love him so much. And so I love what he shared. The topic that he shared with like how many of us were there? 10,000? Thousands and thousands 8, and thousands. So his topic that he shared with like eight to 10,000 people was on dun, 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 failure. Which I love. I love and it. And on normalizing love it. it. Love it. And so I took notes like a mad woman while he, while he talked. And so he gave like six like really great points on like normalizing failure. And so I'm just going to read each point and then we'll talk about them. Okay. Yeah. But I just loved it because I thought it was – in my brain, I was like, of all the things that you could choose to share with us, this is what you're sharing. And I love that. I just think it's mm-hmm. it's so, so good. And his main thing was like, do you want fans or do you want friends? or followers he's like if you want fans then talk about your successes talk about all of them talk about your wins but if you want friends and followers then you talk about your failures and you normalize them and not just talk about how awesome you are (laughs) and so um, so good and so the first and so he did it kind of in the context of business because he was talking to business people but I just feel like it's good for any context of life personal failures business failures relational failures Mm -hmm. like in general failures right and so his first point was that we need to properly prepare our people for failure, which I thought was good in the sense of like, just like nobody ever coasts to success. So like when you're, you're wanting people to join your business venture or just talking about marriage, even or whatever, like we, our tendency is to be like, it's so easy. It's so easy. Do you know what I mean? So he's like, you don't ever coast to success. We intentionally move up to success. So normalize the fact that so mm-hmm. hard yeah it's it's hard and you're gonna mess up and mm-hmm. you you will fail it's not if it's when mm-hmm. and so and he's like if we all talk about how good we are and all of our successes our people won't think they're cut out for you talked about specifically for business but um he's like if that's all you ever talk about whoever you're talking to will be like well i'm not cut out for that because i mess up all the time i mess up all the time mm-hmm. and so he's like talk about your failures and your losses like part of your normal conversation yeah so that was point one. You guys have any thoughts on that? I feel that way all the time, especially like with parenting and with children and with family, like that it's way harder and people people don't talk about how hard it is mm-hmm. a lot and um, it makes people I, – I felt like when my kids were all tiny and little and I just felt like I was ruining everything, mm-hmm. I didn't feel safe to share my failures or my perceived failures because the community that I was in was like – 
not embracing that kind like I, I right. went like you weren't mm-hmm. allowed to fail like mm-hmm. you know failure meant that you were failing right well (laughs) I and my friend my sweet friend I'm going to shout her out my sweet friend Amy Erlinson said it really well she said that one day she was someplace and someone said do you not want your children to behave like those kinds of comments and she was like no I don't no I really I'm loving this right now but like (laughs) so like to her why is she ever and that was like a family member she was like I never felt safe again around that family Mm -hmm. member because like that's so bad and that was kind of the feedback I often felt like I was giving Mm -hmm. and like oh man and so I just feel like people that's why I'm so against the perfection like even again like I posted this picture not to show how beautiful my family was to be like zoom in on my face guys like here I am right professional hair and makeup and the professional makeup artist could not remove the massive bags (laughs) under the eyes nor could the photographer in editing that's how big they were like yeah (laughs) like this is life well we could fix that for you but if we do your whole face will be gone (laughs) Yeah, it'd be like, 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 something's wrong with her face. Where's her head? (laughs) I edited it out. (laughs) What's what I always tell, like, brand new mom, like, brand new first time moms? I always say, you need to give yourself big baths of grace and whatever emotion you're feeling, it's okay. Yeah. Like, you could be loving it. Mm -hmm. You could be like, what the heck have I done? And I tell them, like, when our second was born, laying under the covers, blankets over my head because he was such a screamer and whispering to Kevin, do you ever feel like we made a mistake? And he's like, sometimes. Because it was so, I was like, what have we, have, what have we done? You know, but like, I would never have dared say that publicly ever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And so I feel like, I feel like we are crossing a barrier of like postpartum is totally being talked about more and more yes. and I feel like social media like even that be real app it's like people are like okay just post a picture stop doing the filter stop doing 85 takes like do you mm-hmm. know what I mean so I feel like we're, we're kind of crossing that a little bit we're working, starved for it starved, starved for, for reality real. yeah starved for honesty yeah, honesty starved for yeah. Yes, real life for sure. And it makes people it's that piece about vulnerability and Brene Brown when she talks about like when you talk about your failures, there's an amount of vulnerability in that that then makes you trustworthy. Well, like what we always say, we'll take take your walls down. If we'll go first. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then hopefully other people will take theirs down. Yeah. Which I, I think is so. one of the points of this whole podcast is like, we're going to share our struggles. <laughs> Hoping you have them too. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't, we're, our fingers crossed. Or have fun listening to ours and they'll make you feel good about yourself. Yeah, see, it's win-win. There is value in that. There yeah. is value sometimes in getting out of your own whatever and then seeing and be like, wow, my life is actually great. <laughs> I pretty much rock. I am doing amazing. You guys, yeah. we are doing amazing. Yeah, it's true. There's truth to that too. Yeah. You hear those lunatics? They are not doing great. <laughs> well, so what came to my mind when you were saying all this and what came to my mind when he was speaking, because I was there and it was amazing and I do love him and I was voraciously taking notes when he was speaking specifically because I just feel like he gets humanity. Mm-hmm. And I, there's so much value in that because I think so many people these days don't. <laughs> and, yes, it's so true. And uh, so practical. They're trying, but they're missing the the point that like no matter how good you are, you're still going to fail. And I, so for me, I come from like a naturally highly musical, highly artistic, highly um, creative family. And that's where kind of my measuring stick for success has been in my life is 
based on my gifts. Mm-hmm. And we're reading a book, The mm-hmm. Self-Aware Leader, where I just read that today where yes. it's like, you want to stay in your zone. You want to mm-hmm. stay in your strengths. You want to like stay where you're good at. But like I, I pushing back on that a little bit, the Plexus, the business that Amy does so well and that I do very ill, that is, is not true. It, it, is so it, it not kind true. of is. It it's is okay. Not. No, just let me let me make my point. <laughs> it's not a natural fit for my. It's not a natural fit for my skill set. Nor is it for me. I'll say right. So, so I failed at it, and I'm a I'm a dropout. So no, but I'm a dropout. <laughs> no, but here's the here, my point is. That we have, in order to gain a new skill, in order mm-hmm. to get strong where we're actually weak, in order to find out that, yes, you act, like, so to to make, to find how your strengths can overlap with this new requirement, this yes. new business venture, mm-hmm. somehow they've got to mesh. And I, like, we see that in other people really quickly. Like, we'll see, mm-hmm. I, you could be such a game changer. You could be a rock star. Mm-hmm. I see this in you. And they're going to be like, really? What the heck? I mean, mm-hmm. I actually do see it in you because you're a people person. You do right. love people and you're an influencer because you are, you just live out loud. And that's actually all it really takes. Mm-hmm. Honestly, but well, no, I lied. It's, it takes it's a lot more than that. It's not true. That's a lie. But, but well, it's 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 the cat. It's the catalyst. It's the you know what I catalyst. mean. You have to be willing to do that. You, you have, have to have to be willing to talk to people, right? But you also have to be willing to fail. You also yes. have to be like and this, put yourself out there. Put yourself out mm-hmm. there and be like, I actually don't know mm-hmm. what I'm doing. This is very new to me. I'm going to try to overlap my strengths in this new arena, but I don't know how it fits. And until you find how it fits, you're going to fail. I have mm-hmm. failed for the last seven years, eight ways to Sunday. Every year I've learned something new not to do. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, just an ongoing list of like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm not going to do that again. You know, <laughs> so it's to me, it, it it's it's like this. Um, I forgot my train of thought. But it's, it reminded me of trying something new and just being willing. Like from the very beginning, if I had a different mentality and been like, all right, I'm going to suck at this. Let's go. Yeah. Woohoo. Versus I'm going to try to be really good about this. I'm going to be so good at graphics. It's like, yeah. well, it turns out they already made graphics. They don't need me to be really good at graphics. So I was trying to reinvent the wheel, yeah. spent all my time doing that and not doing what they were telling me to do, mm-hmm. which is reach out to people. Right. Have the conversation. Right. right. So that was a fail. But what did he say? It was like. That's another point. Okay. Yep. I won't say it. Yes, he did. It's very good. Okay. That's so, so good. I love this. Okay. So step one, we need to properly prepare our people and ourselves for failure, like mentally prepare them. That we're gonna fail, like like you said, I'm gonna fail at this. Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Woo-hoo. Okay, number two, we need to keep success beside our failure because that reminds us to be resilient. So we're, we know we're gonna fail and just prepare ourselves, and it's gonna be okay when we do. But also to kind of to balance that out, like keeping our successes beside our failures to remind us, like oh yeah, like to remind us to have the grit, to have the stick-to-itiveness, to, to stay the course, right? I think that's that's kind of like your joy jar from our last episode, like reminding yourself, I actually am pretty good at this, mm-hmm. which is what I do for you, Rachel, because on the <laughs> daily, she tells me how bad she is at it. And I'm like, no, remember this, this, and this. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like that's for all of yeah. life, right? And the quote that he says often, he writes often in his books is, we aren't as bad as we think we are, and we also aren't as great as we think we are. Right. He's <laughs> like, you're kind of in the middle. Amen to that. <laughs> And the other thing he said, which I love, 
What What is the most important lesson you've ever learned in all of your life? Like if you can look back and think of like, this was one of the biggest, most important lessons I learned in my life. Chances are loss, failure, hurt, and adversity was in that story. It was part of that story. Mm-hmm. And he quotes Bill Gates saying, success is a lousy teacher. It makes us think we can't lose. Mm-hmm. And so he said, we have to have humility. A person with humility is teachable. So that was point number two, balancing, mm-hmm. keeping the success beside your failures to help you to be resilient. Yes. Yeah. That's something that you do really well for me and for like your team. It's you remind us when we're feeling defeated. Well, kind or... of like flying out and looking in at the, looking back at the big picture. Right. Like, remember yeah. you've done this, 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 and this. You've stayed the course here, here. You've maintained this rank. Look at the people you've kept. Look how well you love your people. Look, like, look at all of these things that you've actually done really, really well. And I have mm-hmm. people do that for me. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's important. That's why we need our people. That's why we need our 2%. That's not just business. Mm-hmm. It's marriage. It's friendships. It's yep. family. I was going to say, like applying that to everyday life. Everyday you know, life. Amber, it's like you've moved on from two different schools in the last three years, mm-hmm. but you are such a good teacher. Like that is your gift mix. And so you're you're chasing yet another chance to fail. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Yes. When succeed. Excitement. <laughs> Joy in my heart yeah. and panic as well. Yeah, both. I think that's good. <laughs> Joy and panic. Yes. I would say that like one of the things that um, that brought to my mind um, it was Matthew McConaughey, which is mm-hmm. not the greatest person to quote, but he's adorable. And he said <laughs> um, that failure and grit is what makes us grow. And he mm-hmm. said if we never failed – what's the point of life but mm. when we've met when we meet struggle and we're able to grow and overcome it that's when the success is beautiful if things are just given to you if it's just easy there's no there's it it, it doesn't have any mm. what's the point if, what do you say that's where the meat grows that's where the meat grows <laughs> that like, is where the meat grows but like that's the thing is like i i see people you know it's easy to covet Mm-hmm. other people's lives when you see it, it it seems to be going so easy for them and often you know like their cars never break or their you know Lies. <laughs> I haven't had air conditioning this whole summer <laughs> I know I'm proud of you know. you know like every, you know what I mean like it's just like those things there's just like you in your head you have this narrative of yes. how easy it is mm-hmm. and I often you know say to people to Peter, who's more of a realist than me, and I'm a little bit more optimistic. He's more of a pessimist, but um, <laughs> I always say, but are they happy? Yeah. Like, I work with the 2%. I work with the, you know, at weddings for, I do the Bill Gates's weddings of the world, and, and I've seen them up close, and their life has been really easy, because mm-hmm. money does make a lot of things easy. It and makes they, it easy. It doesn't necessarily bring you joy. That's what I was going to mm-hmm. say, but they are some of the most unhappy, yeah. un- mm-hmm. It makes certain things easier. I don't think it necessarily. I just mean like they don't have like. Yeah. They don't have to worry about things that I have to worry about or you have to worry about or normal humans have to worry about. And they don't even have to think about thing like they have personal chefs and they have like they don't even Mm -hmm. have to think what's for dinner. Like it's just. And their macros are completely counted perfectly. Perfectly. Yeah. Like it's all the. (laughs) Oh, that would be so nice. But. but Afterwards have my masseuse. Yeah, and they do. They have one that comes in, and they do the this and the blah, blah, blah. But they're not, like, 
And some of them have worked hard for that. And so I I see that. But some of them, it's just been given to them because of their last name. And and I don't see them very fulfilled. Like Some people throw all of that away just to go live off grid and like feel alive. I mean, haven't we all seen that happen? Mm -hmm. Or it's just like people actually are just like... That we have a this is kind of off topic, but there was a guy who was a, a famous chef in New York City, and now he's a Amish cheesemaker <laughs> in Unity, Maine. And okay. he, he threw away his fame and fortune in New York City to be literally like live the humblest life with no electricity and just making cheese and salami <laughs> in a little no known like little known town in Maine. Huh. And he's happy mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And so there's some sort of, there is some sort of draw about just like living an honestly perfect, simple simple, life. Super simple. Right. Perfectly imperfect life. Making cheese. Making cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Without a refrigerator, no less. Like he literally has an ice house. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) That does not sound fun to me at all. Continue. Okay. But it is really good to his own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, so number one. We're electric. He's not going to listen to us. I'm never going to hurt his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need to properly prepare ourselves and our people for failure. Keeping success beside our failures reminds us to be resilient. And number three, oh, I like this one. Understand the difference between good misses and bad misses. That's mm. what. I, that's the point I remember yes. the most. He I said most that. people see a miss as a miss, like I messed up, I failed. Where he's like a good miss gets us closer to whatever our goal is and a bad miss moves us backwards. We make adjustments with a good miss. We learn and adjust. Like you said, oh, I, I, oh, I guess I won't do that again. I'm going to try this. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to – I see the mistake I made. I – whatever mm-hmm. I'm going to grow from it um in a bad miss I make excuses so in you a good miss, I make adjustments yeah in a bad yeah. miss I make excuses um mm. and it's impossible to go from excuses to success mm. so I thought that was good it's also impossible to give up and succeed so it, a lot of times you like for me for who's more like a snail mentality with some of the businesses that I try it's like just don't just don't give up right <laughs> stay the course yeah that's all I have to say about that yeah that's good <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything to say about that one Amber no okay <laughs> okay <laughs> point four <laughs> embrace hard that's your one of your favorite books. I can do hard things I can do hard things and he talks about the book I just wrote it down because I wanted to get it maybe by Scott Peck called the road less traveled so I've never heard of Scott Peck or that book, but I wrote it down anyways. He he mentioned him. And so, and he quotes, life is hard. We live in a culture that thinks returns should be quick, but everything worthwhile is a pill. Everything. Mm-hmm. Marriage, mm-hmm. building a business, every worthwhile dream is all a pill. It's hard and it's not accidental. You don't ever accidentally go uphill. <laughs> Here's the problem. We have uphill hopes, but we have downhill habits. We have to embrace hard. No one ever drifted to a desired location. Thought that was so good. Uphill hopes with downhill habits. I feel like that's been the story of a lot of my life. I feel like that's with everything. Like we talked about it. I just listened to it in whatever episode it was. Like we were talking about like mastering the mundane and how like, Mm -hmm. but that's everything. That's like working on your marriage. That's Mm -hmm. working on being a good friend and mother. Like, it's and not, remembering you survive 100% of hard conversations and hard things. Like, yeah. unless you die, 
you you survive. Like seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like, my, one of my favorite quotes is, yeah. "But did you die?" Yeah. Like, like I I need that on a shirt. I, I, th- that's how I feel. Like yeah. Or I, it's how I feel now after walking mm. that for so long. Like yeah. Now, you know, I'm preparing for another hard conversation. I am. Because that's my life, I guess. <laughs> but this one, it's all of our lives. That's all, all of our lives. Ha- but this one, I'm not. Yeah. Like now, instead of having the panic of oh my gosh, I have to have the hard conversation. It's how do I do this kindly and well? Like I'm not even like before. I wouldn't even think about those mm-hmm. steps because I was just having so much anxiety that I was yeah. going to have to have a hard conversation. Now I'm like, okay, I'll survive it. Yeah. And so. How do I communicate How well? How do I communicate clearly. well? Mm-hmm. Let's make a plan because I need a plan of like, if this is the response. Like, what of that do I need to own? Mm. What of that is not mine to own? Where are my boundaries? What are good boundaries going forward if this goes south? Mm-hmm. Or it, it's a miss? Or mm-hmm. and where are my boundaries even if this is a success? Like, mm-hmm. I'm already looking at the big picture, mm-hmm. but before, even a, two years ago, I would have like been literally up all night Mm -hmm. streaming Mm -hmm. stewing over it stewing Mm -hmm. over it streaming all the different like if they say this then i'll say this and they'll say this and they'll say this Mm -hmm. now it's like what is my truth Mm -hmm. what is god's truth what is my responsibility and what are my boundaries Mm -hmm. and i don't stress healthy I know. I don't so stress healthy. about the other things. It's so good. good. But the reason Look I'm not her. I know. But <laughs> the reason that is is because how many hard conversations have I had to survive? Write that down really there. quick in your notes. That's a whole podcast right there. What? What you just said. What did I just say? Well, Four you can, things. You can catch the replay. Yeah. Okay. To catch the replay. I don't know. I heard. It was you like. You say this and I say this and It was like, this. what are my. Well, oh, what oh, is my I, truth? What is God's truth? What is God's truth? Yeah. What do I need to something and then what are my boundaries? Yeah. What are yeah. what are my boundaries if this goes down the tubes and what are my boundaries if Well, this those goes things great? we can't control, right? Like we just have to do the right thing. We cannot necessarily especially with relationships and especially with conversations, we cannot control the outcome. Right. right. But you can control your boundaries yes. if it's a fail or if it's a win. Mm-hmm. Because even right. if it's a win, Yes. After having a hard conversation, there still needs to be boundaries until trust and mm-hmm. right. And if someone starts to lose it on you while you're trying to speak your truth or God's truth, you can say, "Peace out, Brussels sprout. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be abused right. verbally by you. I'm yeah. not going to give you this chance to stand on your soapbox and say and you're not all take the- up real estate in your brain and heart too." Which I, I think is so big. and that's still right. a hard one, but mm-hmm. I am definitely getting better. But even just going into it, I guess yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like. I think that habit of having a habit of knowing you're going to survive a hard thing. Yeah, it's so and, good. And knowing that unless, like, unless it's, like, you and, like, electricity, like, you know, and you're going to try to, like, put your hand in a light socket, like, mm. and you get electrocuted and die, like, you're not going to die. Whatever you're about to face, unless it's, like, like where's this going? You know, I'm just trying to think of, like, what could you, like, if it's you against a lightning bolt, like, yeah, you might die. Yeah. But if most things, you're not, you're going to not die. You're not, you're going to be able to get through the hard thing. Yeah. You know, whether it's. I mean, it's awful. It's horrible. It, but, you know, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> r- r- turning my house upside down. I'm, 
every single night as I look at my disheveled house because everything's in disheveled. Flux, I love that word. <laughs> I literally look at Peter and say, "It has to get worse before it gets better." Yeah, mm. it does. It's it true. has to get worse before it gets better. Oftentimes, anyways. So and failure is a little bit like that. It's this just, just got like worse it. before it gets better. Before right. I make this a good mess, right. and yes. got to clean this mess up it. and start again. <laughs> so good, I love it. Okay, two points left. Number five. Um, okay, we need to develop a process to get a return on failure. Meaning, we need to develop a strategy to maximize losses on life. And so he talks about the cycle of success. He has a, I think he's got a lot of companies, mm-hmm. but like one of his companies is he's like he gave like five steps on like kind of like the process, the strategy, and so. The first step is test all the time. Try something you've never tried before. Test it and test it a lot. So like knowing like I'm going to test. This is new. I'm probably going to fail. It's okay. I'm going to test it. That's the first thing, which most of us don't ever even get to that first step. (laughs) There's a chance I might mess up. I'm not going to do it. And so he's like, that's our culture. We're going to test all the time. Mm. And then with testing comes a lot of failure. So you become an expert at failing. So one, test a lot. Two, fail a lot. And then number three is learn a lot. Learn fast because you test and fail fast. But learning is the fruit of failure. When you fail, you have two responses. Most people leave the scene. But if you leave your failure, you will repeat it. If you learn it, you will fail more, but you won't repeat that one. <laughs> so the fruit of learning is improvement. And so I love that. Like it's just a, this, it's a culture of, yeah, you're going to mess up. And, but you're going to learn from it mm-hmm. and that's okay. Like, so you test a lot, you fail a lot and you learn a lot. And then number four is you improve a lot. There's action with learning. Mm-hmm. I feel so. like just using your business, Amy, as an example, you've done all of those things so well. You've like, and you're, you're living proof that when you do that, that you can move forward. I'm living proof that if you peace out when there's a hard thing that happens, that you take a break and then you kind of go back and try to hit the same horse over the head of the same bat only maybe from a different angle it doesn't work well like, i think his thing is like it is final point to that is then you re-enter you get back right in that's mm-hmm. what i do i think you do all of the other four things really well mm-hmm. i think sometimes re-entry for you it's so, so is hard. more painful and i and i and i overthink it so yeah much. Mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah. he's like when you repeat that over all, over and over again and he used his hands as an example but he's like you test a lot you fail a lot you learn a lot you improve a lot and then you re-enter it's, but when you re-enter you re-enter a little bit higher yep. then yeah. you test a it's lot fail a lot learn a lot improve a lot re-enter three steps one step forward, three steps, two steps back. What's well, the one where it's like you're moving, but it's like you're still one step forward, forward two, two steps, steps back. back. But this is the opposite. This is like this is like one. This is the opposite because he's saying when you re-enter, you enter a little better. You because yeah. you improve you're every learning. time. You're, you're learning. learning. And so okay. it's like yeah, two steps forward, one step back. Yes. Maybe you know, t- test a lot, fail a lot, learn a lot, improve a lot, re-enter. Test a lot, fail a lot. Learn a lot, improve a lot, re-enter. Every time you re-enter, you re-enter a little bit better, a little bit stronger, a little bit wiser. And so you're still going to fail just as much, but every time you re-enter, you're a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So that there's a there's an arch if you were to make a chart. You're, the chart you're it's failing a, a bell time. curve. There's a bell curve. Is it a bell curve? Mine is not a bell. Up? Mine is the ocean. <laughs> no, <laughs> a lot of waves. But I thought that was so good. That's right? a really great way of explaining. Really great it. analogy. Okay, and then. Yeah, that reminds me of love covers over a multitude of sins. Like yeah. that verse of like with my children or with like I try always to – I know I fail them. We all fail. Yeah. We mm-hmm. all fail our kids. We fail our husbands. We fail our friends. We fail everybody. 
But if you're if you're trying to make enough connections, if you continue to ask for forgiveness and you keep um, the do- lines of communication open, I always t- I talk about it like strings. If like every time I I love on Rachel, I it attaches a string to me to her, me to her. Well, obviously I've cut a lot of strings mm-hmm. in our friendship, but because there's so many that I keep, there's so many good strings. There's so many good mm-hmm. strings. Or any strings, it has kept us together. Yeah, that's you know? so good. So like we we're connecting connection, whatever that connection is, that invisible string of connecting. <gasps> it's a hot air balloon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've that's got a I hot air balloon and we've got a lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Ball, <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Well, that makes good sense though, because you are you keep coming back, like you keep. Right, you're re-entry. I just mean like... Yeah, you're re-entry. Yeah. You just... Like, we always fail. Like, I think that people... I'm an all or nothing. Like, I re- I did something the other day and I felt so stupid. Like, it was... Imp- I, I, di- I wasn't even thinking and then I, like, thought about it and I was so embarrassed by, like, something I said and did... And it really wasn't that bad, but I was thinking about it all day long and I wouldn't stop thinking about it. And finally, oh, I, I brought that. it to the Lord and I was like, if this was really a big deal, this... Yeah person is a grown-up and they will come and tell me that this was a big deal yeah Mm -hmm. until then chill out yeah like you were acting like a complete goob and lord if it was a big deal forgive me and have that person come so i can reconcile and if it's not a big deal will you just like get it out of my brain yeah because stupid stupid that's what i was doing yes i was like and i was like my word and what am i gonna do when i see them again and like i saw literally saw the person later that evening and it was obviously and the obviously it was fine because he came right up and was chit chat and i was like why do i make mountains out of molehills that are totally not like I ruined hours of my day yes. and mental space yes. about something it's that the was human condition, not man. necessary. And mm. that was, it was a failure. Yep. Probably will not use that little witty remark again. <laughs> I know like, you've improved. What is the lesson that we learned? I learned to <laughs> remember time and place. <laughs> Proper time and place. Proper time and place. Very good. That's so good. I love it. <laughs> Okay, why do we cycle? Why do we do the cycle of success all the time? Because we get better with every cycle, and we cycle ourselves to the top. When we re-enter, we're at a different level. That's it. that was the analogy he gave, and you don't re-enter until you improve. So he's like, we fail all the time, we learn all the time, we improve all the time, and if we've improved a little, then we re-enter the failure cycle again, <laughs> and we get better every time. That's the cycle of success. And then his last point was to encourage others with your failures. Talk with your people how to live a successful life, but encourage them with your failures. If I want to impress, talk about success. If I want to impact, talk about my failures. Mm-hmm. And that's like, do you want fans or do you want friends? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where he ended. And then he mentioned his new book, which I just bought, by the way, Ooh. The 16 Laws of Communication. That's a lot of laws. <laughs> I know. He does like the 25 laws of leadership, the 15 and uh, laws of growth. I mean, that's kind of like some of his yeah. title books. But he said the most important skill that I can develop is the skill of communication. That's where he kind of ended the whole thing, which is what you just your analogy on having a hard conversation is you are learning with every hard conversation to become a better communicator. And that I won't die. And that you won't die. Yeah. Right. That's the cycle of success. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. that's true. So that is 
That was his talk. I mean, and I just thought that that was so cool of, of all of the things he could have shared with thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of business people. And most of them, or no, I shouldn't say most, but many at the tippy tippy top of the company. Yeah. You know, this is what he said. This is what we're going to talk about. And this is what we're going to learn about today. And this is what we're going to get good at. Yes. Isn't, isn't so. that a book too? What? His A Failure Book. Yeah, he's written quite a few failure books because he oh. said his wife, he's so self-deprecating, which is what makes you I fall in love it. with him. I like he, he razzes on himself or uses his wife. Like he's like <laughs> talking about his failures. He's like, if you were to have heard me like in the beginning when he first became a speaker, because he's like a lot of people will say, I want to I do what you do. And he's like, okay. And kind of like he's he spoke for years. He's written books for years. He, you know what I mean? So he's like, in my early years of speaking, you know, he would go to his wife after. He'd be like, how do you think I did? And she'd say... I love you. <laughs> like, yeah, but how do you think I did? She's like, I love you so much. <laughs> and so he's like, you would feel so good about yourself if you could have heard me in my early days. Yeah. So like that's that whole like don't look at someone's chapter 20 when you're on your chapter one. Exactly. Yes. You know, so, yes. so In good. all the things. In all the in things. All the and arenas. I think that's why we share failures. Yeah. Like, I think the last episode, Rachel, you were like, I am a happy person. (laughs) But I think so often we're giving, just showing the, the snapshots of our life and the, Mm -hmm. and the beautiful things. And it's actually the failures is where, where the meat grows, people. That's where the meat grows. (laughs) (laughs) And so on that notable thought. (laughs) I so hope that people have heard that podcast before they hear us say that. Well, they probably haven't, and that's okay, too. We're sorry. Yeah, she was given a really in-depth analogy about something, and she's like, because that's where the meat grows. And Rachel, like, kind of cocked her head to the side, and we're like, ew, what does that even mean? Somewhere I have that sound bite, and it's just the best one ever. (laughs) You're welcome. I think she meant that's where the growth happens, or something like that. That's where the meat grows. That's where we learn how to fail. Yeah. But did you die? Did you die? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hello.